Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. It's a Tuesday. That means we have the across the pond version. We have three or four people here today. Jay Truitt, like normal, from Missouri. Andrew Henderson and his research assistant, Damien from the UK. Jay, it's like he had to bring along a crutch today so he could keep up with us. Yeah. That's uh, true. I need, I need. How come? How come? No, Andrew, now you get a sidekick? Yeah. What the heck? Unfortunately. I feel yeah. like uh, well, you've another, been. I... Go on. For, for the record, Jay, he's paying his own sidekick. The program is not paying his sidekick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you two yeah, can bring his sidekick yeah. along, Jay, if you want to hire him. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Jay, is, well, is Trent not paying you 200 bucks a sidekick? Is he not doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you're not. You're not very. Alive. You're not very good at I'm this lobbying game, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. I've got my own two hundred dollar uh, sidekick just... here. Yeah, all I can Go, say Jay. is that uh, you're right. I didn't get what I didn't get. What I should not have deserved. <laughs> so anyway um so jay are you um tell me in uh, the, the the corridors of power in washington dc at the moment are you uh how, how how do you feel about these treasonous people who have pointed out that your government has actually got bio facilities in um Ukraine. Okay. They've pointed Andrew. it out, and they're now saying they're now saying that the Russians might use them against their people. Okay, but hold on, before, the- Be- before we go to that topic, which I'm all about, but you were talking about pay, and, yeah. and I'd like to keep it at the pay level until we go to the bio labs, Be- because <laughs> yeah. now, thanks to the ominous bill, you're all going to get 21 percent pay increase. You know oh that, yes, right? yeah. No, so that's the, I, you're you're going to get your normal pay. I saw that plus twenty one percent from this day forward. So there you go. It, it's all good. If you work in, is that if you work in Congress or the House? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, we're working in a house, so it should mean that we get an increase in pay. Oh, okay. I think Jay, what's, what's, what's going on with that? Mean. Hey, listen. You know what? If you could vote to spend somebody else's money on giving pay raise, and they just kept letting you do it, wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. You know how much money I'd make if I could make you guys just force you to pay what I want? Uh, I wouldn't be talking to you from uh, from the bunker in Missouri. I'd be talking to you from the freaking Taj Mahal somewhere. No, you'd uh, be in Puerto Rico. Yeah, you'd be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you'd be in Puerto, <laughs> yeah, in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico like you were before <laughs> in a, on a yacht. Yeah, with a great sun, with a great tan and lady. He's at yeah. the coffee shop all wearing big oh, that's exactly where I would be. Of course. Yeah. Right. But since that's dried <laughs> up since that's dried up, you're not there at the moment. I I told you all <laughs> that this this is gonna happen, right? And it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean mm-hmm. the the only there was in the middle of it which was kind of interesting, right? 
and the hiccup was that Pelosi pulled the COVID funding out, out of the out of the package. But uh, people, I think, probably assumed that they thought that it was what broke the bank, uh, the amount of spending that was going to occur. True, in a sense, the Democrats that voted against it didn't like the, the cuts in COVID spending. They wanted even more money in COVID to occur. And so they, uh, they voted against it. And Pelosi uh, decided to spank her own head fine. Uh, if you guys are going to act that, I'll, I'll take it all out. And we pass, and they passed it. We, it, but don't kid yourself, right? It's still a one point five trillion dollar package just for the extra spending. This is not the mandatory spending that's always included. And with all of that, it, which creates the biggest domestic spend increase that we've had, um, not since. Not while Trump was in office, but since the last time Biden was in the White House. And so we're, I mean, we're just pouring the coals to it. And, and if by accident, Congress is in the middle of that, I can't understand why anyone would be incensed by that or furious or upset or... <laughs> and so were you, were you awake at four o'clock in the morning while all this was passed? Were you actually part of this? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't... The thing is, yeah. you're hey. so in people's faces, people like you now, aren't you? You really are. You just... Yep, yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there. I, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> what, whatever. Yeah. I had, so, uh, which part uh, of Ukraine people, are you... When the, when the three... When people have, when it, what part of Ukraine are you moving to next week? When the three hundred and fifty million gets transferred to it, where are you going? Lviv, Kiev, it, it, one it, of those fictitious cities. Uh, Sorry, I, I hopefully on one of those warm southern coasts in Ukraine. Parts of Ukraine, <laughs> while beautiful, are not so, very pleasant during the winter. Jay, I actually took the time to go read the language on the 21% pay increase because most of the con congressmen, as I understand it, are tapped out. They can't get a pay increase, but their staffers are now getting paid more than they get paid, like 179000 and a staffer gets 199000 And there was – they alluded to – and I, this is my question. Is it true – that the congressmen typically put their own family members on the payroll and then just funnel money through them into their family by not getting a pay. Because they, anybody can go look up what Nancy Pelosi's salary is, right? But who goes to look up what cousin Jeff right. makes that works for the staff? <laughs> and it is, while it is possible to do that, it's a little, it is, it is much more difficult. So all my Congress basically make the same amount of money there's a slight in there's a there's a little that comes from being in leadership and another bump that comes from being the speaker or the majority leader. Right? They make about ten or twenty thousand dollars more. I don't even really remember the number today. But you're and in some cases there are some spouses of members of Congress that are more than capable of doing a full time do a full time job. I don't have any issues with getting getting paid to do that. They just need to be the most qualified person to do that. And I can think of people that I've been in politics that their wife absolutely um, was 
brought certain skill sets to the table that would make them really effective. Mike Johans was one of those people. While he never hired her, the smartest things Mike Johans probably could have ever done would have been to have hired wife um, while she was at the uh, uh, while he was the Secretary of Agriculture to run his legislative affairs department. She's one of the better, more effective lobbyists that I've seen in Washington, D.C. during that time period, right? So it's examples of people that that might make sense. But what, what really started this all was people were putting them on their campaign staff where there's essentially no regulation on what some campaign workers can make because they mm. set them up as a subcontractor. And we're pumped. They were pumped millions of dollars into those subcontractors that could pay their staff on it. And so, yeah, it. I mean, that was a, none of that says that they should make more money. I mean, how how twisted have we gotten here? Let's just use the three of us as, as an example. Okay, well, Andrew has a sidekick now that makes two hundred dollars a day, right? And so mm -hmm. now somehow I think I need a $200 a day raise because Andrew has access to more money going through a sidekick. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't even know where I would put a side at this point, right? I mean, uh, Andrew has two front seats and he needs somebody. I really don't. sits on the wrong side of the Jay. car to begin with. Jay, can I just point out something? If I pay my sidekick two hundred dollars, it's completely worthless here in the UK because we use pounds. So he's, he's getting nothing. Okay, yeah. you're not worth until, that one out until he migrates to the US. Roll right. No, he's all right. He hasn't had his boost. Yeah, no, he hasn't his booster. He can't go. We'll be back with more fun in the sun oh. after this. <laughs> Colorado residents, actually, you don't need to be from Colorado. Anybody listening in the listening area of Sterling, Colorado, I invite you to put on your calendar right now in two weeks, March 28th at Sterling Livestock. Candidate for Nebraska Governor Teresa Thibodeau is going to be at Sterling Livestock. Now, why would Teresa Thibodeau, the next governor of Nebraska, want to come to Sterling, Colorado? to listen to people and have a better understanding of issues involving the South Platte. The South Platte River is the lifeblood of food production for Northeast Colorado and all of Nebraska. Well, not all of Nebraska, but a big chunk of Nebraska. There's been some consternation, supposedly. So, Teresa Thibodeau and myself are going to be with Jason Santamosa and the crew at Sterling Livestock, 1 o'clock, March 28th. See you there on the block. Across. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson, and his sidekick, Damien. I prefer, we're going to go with, we're going to go with Raul. That's more, but that will get him across the Southern border quicker. Uh, you mentioned Stephanie and I don't remember Stephanie's last name, Mike Johan's wife. And I say, I don't remember last name because as governor, his wife was very prominent in his uh, administration, but yeah. he would make sure nobody ever called her Stephanie Johans, which said a lot. Anyway, right. she was right. a power, still, I'm sure is still a powerful force. Um, okay, well, we kind of covered that pay thing. Now, Andrew, I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you and delayed it, but I wanted to tie no. the 21% pay increase into the overall picture. You had a question about biolabs and how... 
even though the Department of Defense has an accounting method that we put $202 million into supporting these bio labs and continue to monitor them. And Victoria Newland said, we've invested five, $5 billion. She said, in her own words, we've invested $5 billion in the Ukraine. And by the way, I went and looked up uh, Victoria Newland before she got her appointed position in the Biden administration, worked for Madeleine Albright's foundation, who has joint partnerships all over the board with one guy you've never heard of named Bill Gates. Go, Andrew. Yeah. Well, you couldn't have uh, laid the groundwork so more more eloquently there, Trent, because not only are we finding out that you had and have admitted to working with bio uh, material, I call them bio weapons, because, one, you know, if you've got a carrot in your hand, that's a carrot. But when you stick it in somebody's eye, it's a weapon. You know? Oh, and at the end of the now. day, yeah. and when you and when you when you look at when you look at this and you go, they're trying to tell us that they were doing all this work on coronavirus, bats, all sorts of things. But you know, it was for research purposes to protect us against Russia. And now, all of a sudden, they completely change the narrative and say, actually. And we're afraid that the Russians might use this. And Biden said it, by the way, 12 hours ago. He has predicted that Russia will use the weapons that you've developed on the people of Ukraine. Let that sink in. And China is saying, we want to know more about this. In fact, more than half the world's people in the United Nations are asking this question. Just what have you been doing in Ukraine? And when you look at what we promised, and I, when I say we, the royal we, which is the Western world promised uh, the Russian uh, Federation when it was uh, de-escalated after the Berlin Wall came down, we promised we'd never let any of these Eastern European countries become part of NATO or part of the European Union. And that is, if you look at Reuters, exactly what so-called Putin, the aggressor, has asked for. So... All of this tells me something, and that is what we're seeing being played out is not real. What we don't understand or what I don't understand is exactly what the real motives of everybody is. But I ask you this, Mr. Truitt, because you do know your subject. The executive order that had to be acted on within 45 days of a presidential election, which meant that the military would t take control if there was domestic or foreign interference. Why was that executive order extended by Biden three months ago? Because that would infer that it's in place. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think it is in place. Yeah, I think so. so I, I, I believe that uh, because of unrest in the country that everybody's a little bit shaky about um, uh, what's the right term? Uh, the whole martial option, right? And how you actually could use use those that you have to actually quell an, an ice. And uh, okay. I do think that's in place, yeah. And I think that's a, a pretty consistent thought. I'm suggesting that I think is the right way to handle it, but I think that that's been in place. And if you look back, Mr. Trump 
Mr. Trump had actually employed that same mindset, right, for a different reason um, in his mind, but he had been down the same path. I, so there is something that's a little bit interesting about this weapons lab um, discussion, right? And maybe the fact that it's in Ukraine is what makes it relevant that everybody got wound but secret, zero secret, that all of the Western countries are doing research in bio laboratories on bio weapons. That's not a secret. Everyone publishes that information. It's available. These budget, you can see um, there's bases in the UK that do it, bases in in France that do it, in Spain, Germany, um, the United States, the uh, the military installation that is closest to the capital, Fort Meade, is our primary facility. And it's, and so I, I mean, there is, no, there's been no secret about it. Um, and we, in order to stop anthrax, remember we had the whole anthrax United States capital uh, about what was that now, 20 years ago or so, happened to be in that building and had been in that room 30 minutes before it happened. Uh, Roger Eldridge, a milk lobbyist, and I had, had been for a meeting that morning early, and we just walked out of the building as the alarms went off. So it's one of those things that I remember. And for me, was the play doing the research to, to help us figure out how to have an answer against uh, anthrax uh, poison. Well, we're doing that well, all over the world. That's what Jay, we, I think Jay, that's probably just, what somebody just interrupt you for a second. It could be pretty well argued that I live four hours from a bioweapon laboratory in Manhattan and Kansas called NBAF. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And we debated that openly in Congress for about eight years, really, before right. the funding right. all got 100% secured for the almost eight years of discussion, all on television or C-SPAN. And so I, I'm a little miffed by this conversation, and I, I, I do brought up a much deeper point, right, which is, yeah, we did have some standing agreements ahead of time. We do know that Ukraine um, has struggled with corruption at at the most fundamental levels, I think there is a difference, right? That you do want freedom and liberty. That is something that not everyone in the world actually wants. And and we've spent a lot of time in a lot of countries trying to give people freedom and liberty that didn't want it. And the Ukrainian people clearly do want it, um, which is, that's different. But come on, we, I, I, the media, the media is like hyping this story in kind of a weird way. I'm not, defending Biden by any stretch, but every administration for the last 60 years in the United States has funded these, these bases and these facilities at places around the world that we don't necessarily want, want to talk about. Because tell your enemies where all that stuff is, right? You don't put every all your eggs in yeah, I, I'm not sure we've funded them to the tune of $5 billion, though. That, that to me, is where it seems to be different here in the U.K. Or, I'm sorry, Ukraine. Ukraine. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a, 
I'm being a little bit more nefarious than that, mm. to be honest, um, mm. Jay, because I've I asked you a question about the executive order because I think some things are becoming very obvious here in the UK, and that's why I, I mentioned the the EO because when the other day, as far as I can see, your foreign secretary or whatever your secretary of state for defence, he decided to try and persuade, very strong-armly persuade Poland to fly their military aircraft uh, to support the Ukrainian uh, resistance. And he was met with the right answer, in my opinion, from the Polish, which was, no, if we do that, that means it's an act of war, a third against Russia, because we are actually saying that what they're doing is... um, is a, an act of war and we're retaliating with another act of war that's a nato it's a you know uh, one one for all approach is nato if one goes in everybody goes in so america trying to make poland go in was a very very interesting issue so then the poles turned around and said no no i tell you what we'll give you our planes we'll give you them you fly them in and that's when i realized something that maybe you haven't realized yet Why haven't you flown them in? We'll find out when we get back with more Roll Route. We're halfway through. Andrew Henderson, Jay Truett, Trent Lewis, more after this. Great Plains Cattlemen, do you have what you need when it comes to getting paid properly for the cattle that you produce? In this case, we're talking about beef that the consumer is willing to pay for time and time again and pay a premium, quite frankly. But you, the cattleman need to be entitled to what your rightful share is. That's what Lone Creek Cattle Company has established as a system to pay you properly for quality tender beef, thanks to the Piedmontese bulls from Lone Creek Cattle Company. Get details about being a supplier at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. <laughs> back in three, two, one. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson checking in from the UK. Jay Truett from a bunker, southwest Missouri. All right, Jay, there's a question on the floor. Why haven't the U.S. Right. wherewithal flown in the Poland planes? Yeah, I think it's the same. If you, uh, if you shoot down a Russian, it's an act of war, uh, plain and simple. And uh, it would become a declaration of war, or in effect. And I, and so I, yeah, I. I stop, think the, stop there, I Jay. Think the stop. So, what, why, how, what gives the right to America to make Poland make an act of war when they won't do it themselves? Do you maybe think that um, there's a difference between the American military and the American uh, leaders politically, in the sense that? He can't get the Americans to fly those planes in there, so he would rather get the Polish to do it. Do you I not think that's a that. You don't see that? Yeah. No, I think it's well, a bait and switch. Then? It's a bait and switch. If Biden can yeah. convince somebody else to do it, he doesn't take the blame. Okay. I, I okay. think more importantly, uh, so I think uh, Blinken is right um, and mm-hmm. not very good at his job. Let's be honest about that. Okay. He, that the that track record is established already. Um, mm-hmm. And and with that said, I think the real intent was try to figure out 
about how to give Ukrainian pilots those airplanes. If you listen to what the Department of Defense was requesting, not the Department, two different entities, the Defense Department was the request that was made for Ukraine was not for U.S. or or uh, Polish pilots to fight over the sky of Ukraine. That's actually not what the Ukraine re- the Ukraine re- requested aircraft so that they could they fly. There's a big difference. They have plenty plenty of pilots. No, that I, are more than capable I'm sorry. Of I'm sorry. Seven or Mig twenty nine. But I'm none sorry, of Jay. them can fly anything that we have. Jay, I'm sorry, I'm not going to accept that because I'm going to tell you now. Zelensky has been pleading with you, pleading with NATO to get involved and support him militarily. He's been pleading with people. And Absolutely. I'm sorry, but I, 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 I got to tell you, and I've got to tell you, both of you, I think you're both wrong. I think your, your political leaders want a third world war. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced to the point where it's obvious because they're pushing war. They're saying things like, if, for example, Russia uses chemical le- weapons against the Ukrainian people, well, they're going to make sure that if anything gets released, it's going to be blamed on the Russians. The Russians are the new unvaccinated. That's where I see it. You're warmongering. Your leaders are warmongering. I'm not disputing that, Andrew. I'm just saying that they're trying to warmonger well, without taking the blame for being the warmonger. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm suggesting to and, you and that the military... It, it, if, that, if the Poland request and response was as we are told... See, I don't believe anything that comes out of the Ukraine. I don't believe Zelensky even speaks. I don't believe he's in charge yeah. of anything. I, I yeah. believe that they were... If that is the case, then Poland can just give the planes to the Ukraine and let them fight it. But the point I'm trying to make... You, you don't, well, but, you, both of you don't come back to the original executive order, which says... That it's still enacted. It's been enacted. That means that within 45 days, if that executive order is still enacted, it means there is enough evidence that your election was stolen in 2020 and it's been extended. So that means, I'm afraid, guys, it means if it's real, if it means something, that your military are in control, not your politicians. That's what you two don't seem to understand. If our military is in control, they are failing. Well, not really. You're not I, thinking. Sometimes, sometimes, Trent, you don't think straight. What happens if you're if somebody else is doing the bidding for you? Mm-hmm. Have you not thought of that? You could be in total control okay, if somebody else is doing it for you. No, I, I, uh, again, I'm I'm happy to like call it call it on both sides a little bit here, but Ukrainians didn't just steal their tanks and drive them into Ukraine. Those were Russians. No, that drove but they did. Tanks. Yeah, Everyone, but for but for huh? four years, Jay, for four years they bombarded two states in Ru- in Ukraine that want to be part of Russia, that voted to be part of Russia actually, and they did it. So what happens is they wanted to declare their independence. That was again reported by Reuters, and 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 uh, Putin has said, okay. right, well I'm going to go in and secure that, and I could while I'm also there, there's some military operations I want to do. I I'm telling you, there's more to this than me. The eye. I'll tell you there is. I, I'll tell you. Greg Dowd summarized it for me the yeah. other day on the TV program, both of you, and yeah. that is the timing of this situation. No matter what the truth is, the timing is 
that the planting season is being disrupted absolutely absolutely globally we are destroying the infrastructure for food production no matter what's going on and who started what and who's the aggressor the world planting infrastructure is in peril i totally agree with you trent on that one we agree we agree on that so what what where where do we think where do we think the next stage is pardon say that again jay no, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, I think what a lot of people have focused on is the ability to ship, ship products into the world, uh, uh, food products into the world market. But what has, uh, what really doesn't still mention in the agriculture community, but the broader community, is that uh, a, a significant capacity to produce food depends on come out of that region region as well it's a delicate balance for us just to match yeah. up the amount of fertilizer we world so jay, u.s food that's, that's huge that's huge jay, not jay, only the production so of planting but the access jay. to the the materials so that everybody can plant so jay who's the people exactly. that are going to suffer here then so let's just play let's play this through so they've got 41 percent of the world's wheat and barley in russia and, and ukraine they've got a massive pr- proportion of the uh, sunflower they've got a massive proportion of the uh, gas required to 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 make these things 40 pla- percent of europe's fertilizer 40 percent of europe's fertilizer just two of the people that are going to starve here with all these sanctions i'm going to tell you now it isn't the russians no and that's no. the biggest yeah. thing that's where you're all being really silly because it certainly isn't the russians that are going to starve or the chinese no, uh, you're actually I, inflicting. I never, you're well, actually inflicting the damage onto your own people. No, well, absolutely. That's that, exactly what's going on. That's what so I've that been tells me that the nefarious actions are not coming from Putin. If you think right. about it, because they, he's not inflicting all the sanctions on himself, we are. We can't. Yeah, I'm not arguing. We're that. cutting off our noses to spite our faces. We're all going to starve. Where his people aren't going to starve. He's got access to all that. Uh, well, you, you guys haven't uh, thought this through. I'm telling you, that's... I've thought it through thoroughly. No. I, got, I got it all figured out. Oh, well, okay, well, go yeah. on. Go on. Tell me I all think, about it. I, I think it's absurd to try to absolve Putin of any of his, his role. You're in reading that. the mainstream I, media I, too I, much, Jay. No. It's, I mean... Listen, you, you have to first accept that the guy is an is an evil force like Xi Jinping is, and so if you're not willing to accept that, uh, that doesn't mean that it made a massive uh, uh, a massive mistake in the process. But the, you the, have the an second, illegitimate. You lose. You have, you you have accepted of any wrongdoing. Hold on, Andrew. Okay, your ju- your judicial system has accepted an illegitimate president right and that my friends is the problem and they are jumping on that weakness mm-hmm. jumping on it and what's worse is he's yeah. not just an illegitimate president he's been take laundering money from ukraine and china and it's through his family if you can't see sure. all the ducks in a row there no one else can because it is it's all there no fifty thousand a month well is what hunter biden got per month Per month, yep. Yeah, and you all the ducks are in a row. Nancy Pelosi's son, 
uh, John Kerry's son, you left out a lot of people that have been all laundering money through there. But so you're, you're, the problem you're is these are the something people. that we're not arguing, Andrew. Yes, but that's why I'm saying to you that's where the problem is, that all these sanctions are being driven by these people who are the very people that have been living off the handouts from these foreign governments. I bring it all back to it's being orchestrated not in the White, the White House, the in the Oval Office. It's being orchestrated with the World Economic Forum, the United Nations. They are trying to inflict pain upon the world. How else would people, the, the entire world, who bitches about George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates on a daily basis, all of a sudden when it comes to Ukraine, everybody's going to be like, I'm going to partner with these guys and be in favor of the Ukraine versus Russia. No, the whole thing is being orchestrated to create this famine-like atmosphere so that we have starvation. Because Klaus Schwab repeatedly says we need to take the world population from 8 billion to 2 billion or less. And it's worked because I could go into high schools, guys, and these kids are telling me we got too many people on the planet. We don't have too many people on the planet. We have too many people on the planet that want to control the lives of every other person on the planet. So they figured the only way to do that is bring about famine and depopulate the earth and get the people like the Asians who are already compliant with going along with what the government wants. That's what's going on here. But Trent, the the world, you've got to remember here, the World Economic Forum hasn't put any sanctions on anybody. It's your government, our government. The Canadian government. No, the the, World Economic Forum do not have any, any power unless... They have they have people embedded in government. That's exactly what they're doing. That's the the beauty of what they pulled off is they're not doing it themselves. But every one of their directors, you can go look at who their directors are yeah. and who's leading yeah, the charge and that. leading these san- these yeah. sanctions. Yeah, yeah. It all comes out of that little yeah. think tank called the Econo- World Economic Forum. So it was a brilliant it, structure, agreed. and I think they're both playing us. I don't think I, I am not negative on Putin like everybody else is. But I think he's in on the bigger picture, and you're exactly right. His people aren't going to suffer when it comes to food because that's where those resources are. We have the resources. We simply allowed the powers to be to destroy the infrastructure to get the resources to the people and relied upon Russia for our fertilizer instead of maintaining our fertilizer structure here. That's the real issue of the day. Why do we become dependent on other countries? Now, I've talked too long. We've got Roll Route. One more segment right after this. I've shared Dr. Nathan Ryan with you many times on this broadcast talking about the importance of nitric oxide. His website is. I'm going to talk to him again today, in fact, to find out when the website will be back up and running. But it doesn't matter whether he has a website functioning or not. Nitric oxide needs to be in your body every single day. I have a supply. I can send them to you. If you would like to get some NO2U, give me a call or better yet, just send me an email. TrentLoose at gmail.com. It's all about nitric oxide. Thanks for the call. We'll take that right now. NO2U.com. Welcome back. Just roll route. Andrew, you'll have you'll have your what are you doing, Andrew? Just hang on. I'm moving in so that we're we're late for an appointment, so I'm gonna drive and talk. He's he's gonna drive and talk while I talk to you. No worries. Okay. Jay, well they're getting situated. I, I would yeah. like you to give me some constitutional advice because we're we spend so much time talking about executive orders and i've spent a lot of time in the last 12 months speaking in 41 states about an executive order signed january the set 27th which ultimately led to what we call 
30 by 30. It's Executive Order 18004. Right. I, I had somebody turn me on to an executive order that Obama signed in 2014 that, for all practical purposes, says that in terms of national defense, the uh, the military can come and seize my food, my animals, for the protection of, this, of the nation. I, I find that ironic. My question is not about those executive orders. I don't think executive orders have any constitutional authority whatsoever, and yet we continue to spiral about executive orders. What Are we just going to accept the fact that the president thinks that he has the ability to do what he wants when he wants to an executive order? How is this all going to shake out, and is it too late? Now, uh, so the the reality is, is we've allowed these EOs to stand um, all time and expanded the power of the, the White House more and more, which is a huge, huge mistake um, as an, in an effort to try to act expedient from time to time. Right. But I uh, what you do find is that executive orders are actually overturned on a basis when they're challenged court. Um, there's, there's like a laundry list, uh, there's a, maybe over two executive orders that have been overturned once somebody actually files a case in a court. The problem is the court will prove that, you know, that there was some kind of damage to you. It's a little bit like a, like a civil action of a, a criminal action. So you can't, you can't use the whole thing, um, to, actually prove you have to prove somehow that that are going in place really did violate your constitutional right not that it might on the other hand a law we make it pass a different test we say that it might violate your constitutional right um and i I go back listen it's and i know this is like what drives some people some of the listeners drive some i do this i apologize before i do it but there's one, one tiny thing that Andrew said, uh, if we're not careful that we, we, we repeat that term and it means then a little bit different. And that is, is that uh, Joe Biden is illegitimate. That's uh, as is an illegitimate president. The truth is Biden was uh, blamed the president via the system that we have. Was the election illegitimate? Maybe not. But in our constitution, there's not a way to actually unravel that after the fact. Once that actually has been done, he's correct that the judicial system failed us, failed us in evaluating the challenges that were going on at the time of the election. And if you if you pay attention every day, for everybody who wants to be my Facebook friend, every single day I post a new article, a new uh, case of fraud that has been determined by some of these forensic investigators. It's easy to find that information uh, on the 20 election. But Joe Biden uh, went through the process, and unless uh, someday they prove that he was the one that orchestrated it, when I don't believe that he could orchestrate the timing of his own shoes, like an election, um, I think uh, I think you'd have to, you, you just have to call it what it is, right? The election process was illegitimate. Our court system, our court system has failed again everything about it failed on these executive orders in a big Mm -hmm. way yeah so 
I mean, it's pretty complicated on where we go from here in that regard. Because on Friday, uh, last past Friday, I had Colonel Sean Smith on retired U.S. Air Force, and he walked through, even in my state, which gets no national attention whatsoever, about how county by county there was election data that you can tell had been manipulated. But we most importantly, I would love to go back and fix the 2020 election, but the absolute necessity of the 2022 is that we fix it before it continues. Andrew, you're not muted anymore. I muted you because y'all were discussing too much. I'm saying nothing because I'm... There's there's three states, right, that have uh, taken a pretty strong step on doing these forensic investigations. And if if people are going to do anything in their... It is is the the number one thing that they can demand a a full forensic investigation every election here on out until we can until we can establish a track record of doing them accurately and correctly um, and and even stay hold up as uh, as as trying to do a good job um, Texas has tried to do a job I think through their Department of Justice they still yet to do a full forensic investigation and literally you'll find in, in the data sets that I've seen there's at least good probable cause in every county in the United States. Every single right. county. Absolutely. Every single precinct that you can find. The data suggests that something is way out of the ordinary. And it's going to be up to us to fix it. We, I mean, people have to force that. And it's not popular, right? People call you a wet job and a nut when you, when you get into this conversation. But the truth is something was still not should care about that whether you won lost or draw right we should care about whether or not being accurately counted and that our representatives accurately represent uh, the people that that got elected well i was just looking up here because i had somebody ask me to accompany them at a meeting this weekend and it is the Pennsylvania Election Integrity Forum in Gettysburg. Yeah. How, how could it be any more appropriate than going to Gettysburg <laughs> to have a meeting yeah. on election integrity? Right. But I, right. I unfortunately can't attend that meeting. But this is what it's going to take. It's going to take grassroots individuals in any state USA to continue to demand accountability and transparency. That's the answer. If you sit back and think, no, look, I I, I had to tell somebody the other day, we are continually calling our elected officials and asking them to look at the election system being corrupt that elected them. They're not going to do that. Yeah, it's just basic common sense. <laughs> right. You're not going to call somebody who you who got elected through the system to, to then say, you know what, this system is messed up. It's it's got to be done from the grassroots. We American people have got to go to our states, to go to our counties, and what say we're going to fix this. We're not going to accept anything okay, else. Listen, I, I've yep. I've listened to I, uh, you know we've got to fix we've got to perfectly we've got to spe- I've, I've listened to you say go we've got to put it right, but. We've got to put it right because what went wrong in 2020. You had 133 million registered voters. President Trump got 75 million of those votes. You don't need to be a mathematician to work out that it was stolen. That's the first thing. Secondly, at the end of the day, 
the fact that people like you, both of you, think it's right to get it right next time and forget about the last time is a cancer in your democracy. What you should be doing is putting right what went wrong last time. That's my opinion, because the result of it is probably going to be the starvation of the Western world. It's not a little event. That was their plan. So it wasn't. By the way, it wasn't. By the way, I'm going to correct you. We are not a a democracy. Uh, You're a constitutional republic. Yeah, Yeah, we we are a representative republic, and our representatives have failed us. That's why they need to all be unelected. But then you then you tell me that well you you still you still got all these people like Mitt Romney like Nancy Pelosi all these rhinos that are in Congress and half of them will still be in Congress after the midterms and what you're actually telling me is oh no the only way you can do that is by getting the law right well the law didn't protect you before so getting it right now is not going to protect you again these people are able to get round your laws so what you're doing now is pointless in my opinion. Well, Unless you put right what was in 2020. You got one minute. What would you do? The people should rise up. Well, that's what we're saying. That's exactly what we're saying. We're saying the same thing. Okay. All right. Not what I'm hearing. I'm going to forget what happened in 2020. And let's make sure we get it right in 22. Jay. Well, you're saying forget 2020, but let's get it right in 22. We lost 1-0. Let's let's score the equalizer in 22. Too late. Too late. Okay. All right. All right go. So what we're going to do is we're all going to rise up and go to a rally and something that happened two years ago, of which there, there is no process to rectify and try to invent and create people that were elected through that process. Through the mechanics of that a little bit and the way that the way that it actually is addressed, you, you have to keep moving forward. You can't go back and replow that down. It, it, I'm sorry. But Your personal opinion is. is that the, the structure will allow you to do it. Your opinion is the. No. Your opinion is the structure. If you do what you're suggesting, Andrew, you know what's going to happen? Is there will be the same what? number of people that are going to say, you know what? Okay, you're going to say the 2020 election was stolen? I think 2016 was stolen. Trump was an illegitimate president. We're going to go back and look. There is no way he actually beat Hillary Clinton. So where are you going to stop? We're going to go all the way back to well, he, George he Washington? He, well, well, he didn't, which the is same, fair enough. The same machinery that was used in 2016 that was used in 2020. In 2016, the right of amount of people that were registered voted. In 2018, it didn't. I don't. Well, that's true because you only had 135 million people registered. Yeah. I have not seen the county by county data from 2016 that I've seen in 2020. Well, okay. Uh, Look, can we? We must be able to agree to differ here. I, I, I am not the the move on and get 2022 right person. I think that's uh, because you're still going to get it wrong, in my opinion. Because your legal structure doesn't allow it, and the people within the structure don't allow it. No matter what amendments you make, it seems to me that your judicial mm. system gets around it. All right, Jay, last 15 <laughs> seconds. Uh, I think, uh, uh, again, I think in, in every respect, people have to get a lot more engaged in the whole process. And the, the first place in our system to get engaged is that you're – county and local state elections. It, it 
and and people underate how important that is. But the election is fixed in Michigan and in uh, uh, Arizona and in the other states that are actually being aggressive about addressing this issue. All of that with some state representative or some state senator that very well may live right the road from you. You gotta, you gotta go. That'll do it. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America for Andrew Henderson, Damien, and Jay Truett Trent Luce, reminding you all roads do lead to a rural route.